0: welcome to triathlon ish now i have some news this will be our last episode of the triathlon ish podcast but don't worry we aren't totally going away we're just merging with the if we were writing podcast so starting next week you'll hear me and sarah true hosting a panel of friends as if we were on a group ride and we'll still get regular sid talk updates on the latest triathlon news on the new episodes and those episodes will show up right here in your feed for the near future as we transition and we'll tell you where to move your subscription over to big breaths don't worry but today for our last triathlonish episode Sid and I have got all the breakdown of the biggest weekend of racing so far this year right after this break All right, Sid, this is sort of our last episode, kind of. We're going to change to a new format next week, but this is the last Kelly and Sid episode.
1: I know, it's very sad. It feels like we've only just started. I don't even know how many episodes we've done. The real reason is because you're now like an author and you've got to go off and sign books for, for tomorrow night, haven't you? Is that's is that the real reason, isn't it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the real reason, yeah. I was telling Sid how a friend of mine has a book that I contributed to, so we all have to go to this big launch party and sign a whole stack of
1: books tomorrow. How much? So. How, much cont- how much did you How much did you Contribute? Like how? Like how? Ma- are we talking a couple of pages? Are we talking a chapter? Or are we talking um, about just a sentence?
0: Yeah, like, 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 like three pages.
1: <laughs> like, okay. how, how many pages is the book? Like three thousand or like six?
0: It's a. It's a book about the Bay Area, and there's, like, 49 little stories or something like that. And so one of, this, one of them is what o and I work okay. On, is right. basically... Okay, So you
1: go and sign... Now, yeah. when you go and sign a book, not that I've okay. ever done it, do you sign the front, or do you go to where your little chapter story is and sign that bit?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I guess we're going to have to hash this out tomorrow and find all that, you know, uh, anyway. work on this. <laughs> anyway,
1: so that's the ish
0: bit. Anyway, but we, this is our last that's the ish bit this is our last episode of just me and sid because we're combining with the feisty team and going to do a joint kind of triathlon ish if we were writing feisty the podcast what's the word collab that's the word i was looking for with like the kids say a collab
1: is that that what the kids are as a partnership is that is that another word (laughs) yeah joining forces
0: Uh, (laughs) joining forces and so we will still be on this feed for the next so many weeks uh, we will be posting the new episodes on this feed and slowly migrating over, and tell you all where to go to the new feed once it's up. But we will be here still. You can still subscribe here. Just we will be we will ultimately be pushing you to the new feed. We're just giving you a heads up. But first, Sid and I have a huge, huge weekend of upcoming racing to talk about. So much racing.
1: It's it's massive it's like we're going out with a bang isn't it um also we're going out with internet struggles which clearly the internet's pissed off that we're finishing and transitioning over but we are going out with a bang it is i mean we were talking about the races off air and i'd even forgotten like one of the massive races as well being like um it the world triathlon Multisport festival just being on but um yeah, where do you want to start? Should we start and we'll start build the, up to the the the, we'll, the big events at the end? Yeah,
0: we'll build up to the big the biggest ones. So we'll start with the, we'll start with the smallest ones. Um and I feel like we have to also say that you and I both are not at any of the big events this weekend. Even though it feels like everyone is in Spain right now and we should be in Spain right now.
1: I I I definitely feel like I should be racing something this weekend. Like there are so many races on and do you know, when I was just looking at the start list across the races, there are legit athletes in mm-hmm. every race. Like, it's not that some races are, um, like, super thin on, on talent, on depth and stuff. Like, um, okay, let's start. Marbella, 70.3, also in Spain, is on this weekend. Also in Spain. Um, I think the whole yes. world is in Ibiza, but some people are in Marbella. And, you know, um, women's side, Nikki Bartlett, Simone Mitchell, I know they've been training together, Sarah Sphinx, although she is on another start list, they would be my top tips. And actually the one to watch there, I would say, is Megan McDonald, who came second at Gran Canaria, challenged Mm -hmm. Grand Canaria the other week. So up and coming Brits, it would be interesting to see what she can do. And on the men, like Andy Dreitz, George Goodwin, um, still some solid names. Um, I also would like to call out, this is like super,
0: super random from Arbeia. But my mom's old physical therapist, who has now turned pro and was eighth at Oceanside in her first ever pro race, is also racing Marbella. So, way to go, my mom's physical therapist! Oh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Who? Well, who is who is that? I don't know. I missed it, the name. I can't remember the Oceanside results.
0: Uh, Anne Marie Stralo, and she's a young like American pro. And um, but I just think it's amazing, like amazing, that she was my mom's physical therapist, and now she's doing pretty well. And yeah.
1: And good for her for, good for her to go into Europe and racing Marbella. Like could have gone to, to Saint George exactly. or whatever. Um,
0: exactly. Exactly. Um, and then the other smaller race is Ironman Australia. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is technically the only long distance race of the weekend. Although World Triathlon might try and say their long distance world champs is long course. Um, But yeah, I mean, Ironman Australia, obviously very fond memories for me. Uh, It does tend to have a bit of a smaller field, Mm -hmm. racing. But I think, like, on the men's side, you've still got some pretty legit names. Uh, Timmy Burkle, Sam Appleton, Nick Castelline. um, Cam Brown, I saw, was on the start list as well. Um, I've now just... uh, Matt Burton... (laughs) um, so you, I think that would be a pretty, pretty good race So Steve McKenna, uh, another one. And then on the women's side, I think probably kind of like Radka, again, in another, another full for her. Kylie Simpson. Um, Chloe Lane. Meredith Hills, There's also Sierna, I was just checking. It,
0: yeah. uh, I was just checking. There are two Kona spots and two Nice spots. So it is like a little bit of a smaller field. Um, yeah. And certainly a time for some people to pick up their spot, uh, particularly Southern Hemisphere people who did not want to travel to Spain this weekend so
1: this weekend exactly yeah
0: (laughs) then you kind of mentioned in there um the other like before we get to the 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 races in spain uh the other big race this weekend and it's like kind of funny is the 70.3 north american championships in saint george and obviously one could argue that like, what the hell is wrong with our sport? Why do we have the North American 70.3 championships, the PTO European Open, the World Triathlon ITU Long Distance World Championships, all within 24 hours? Like, come on, guys. what What is happening here?
1: Well, yeah. So, I mean, one of that was the PTO partner, partnering with World Triathlon to right, host right. their European Open at a place where there was already going to be lots of... Amateurs to be able to watch and and create really good atmosphere and put on put on a show, but yeah, I th- I don't know, and obviously that was probably you know, world triathlon had their dates locked in anyway, but it is a shame that it clashes um, with North American champs. However, the start lists for both are still ridiculous. Like even you know, St George, we've got the battle of Sam Long, Lionel Sanders. Jackson Laundry, um, add in a few of the others. I, I think Matt Hansen's going to have a great race because he's fired up from Texas. Uh, yeah, just I mean obviously yeah, uh, Justin Metzler, Sam, obviously Andre uh, Lopez, all my all my uh, training partners, all your training partners.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I even say, uh, I mean, I don't know how yeah. many years in a row Sam versus Lionel has come to a sprint downhill at the end of that race, and like Sam loves racing there, right? Like he does well there. Lionel loves it. Uh, And it's a fun race. I mean, I've raced it as the North American champs a few times. It's competitive. It's hard. I think it's kind of the same course that they've about the same course they've had, you know, as a 70.3 race for a long time.
1: Um, Yeah, I think so.
0: And I mean, and I think the other thing that's happening right now is that like a lot of the kind of Americans or North American based athletes are doing that. And then maybe they're doing like the U.S. Open in August. And then a lot of the European athletes are doing the European Open right now. And then maybe they're doing something else, right? So I, there's kind of like a split happening. Like it's happening with us too. Like I'm going to be at the U.S. Open, not the European Open. Like we're all we're all like dividing it up. So, but you get I'm a bunch of the American women. Too. You're not going to be at any. <laughs> <not gonna> be. <laughs> That's a shame. I um, thought you were coming to yeah. the U.S. Open. Yeah. My mom wanted you to come. So that she could... Oh, that's
1: right. I'm the only one. I'm the only one with accommodation, aren't I? Everyone else got shafted because yeah. I'm in. I'm in. But but I don't know. Does that still count with us? You know, maybe now triathlonish ish is merging. Right, maybe I I don't get the same. But... Well,
0: I also promised uh, Brad Culp that my mom would buy him uh, a drink. So there you go. See.
1: Oh wow! There we go. Yeah. A royalty triathlon. right <laughs> royalty. royalty. Um on. On the women's side though, like I'm super excited to see Jeannie Metzler back out on mm. the race course. So she's, and she, again, another athlete, she's always had a great race in St. George. Um, I had a bit of a glimpse of her training and I think she's going, she's going pretty well. Obviously Sky Munch is down there. Um, we're going to see Jackie Herring again, first race of the year for her. Um, Danielle Lewis off the back of Texas, uh, Lauren Brandon as well else and just um I mean I would say Rachel McBride. you know there's some Meredith Kessler as well like Meredith racing Kessler, again
0: I feel like yeah, I mean Sarah True's racing um and I think the last time she raced was oh. her win at Arizona in the fall and I think it's hard to you know Sarah obviously is a uh best of the world is she t- racing yeah she's on the list I'm pretty I sure she's name racing. On the list. um Anyway, she's not on the list. Wow. Anyway. Sarah is also very secretive, so maybe she's not yes. racing. And Maybe she's not racing. Even though I'm talking to her, like, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you yeah. have to, like, she, I mean, she obviously, you know. Yeah. yeah. And she picked you a closer, you, can you, can't, you can't, you can't, you can't bet her off. And, uh, and she obviously picked a closer race because she's also getting, like, her PhD and has a kid and all that. And doing, yeah. and doing everything. And doing everything, yeah. whatever. But, yeah, I think Sky, local favorite. Jackie Herring, obviously, um, first race back since kind yeah. of this whole heart covid yeah. i it was unclear to me exactly what it was but like some kind of heart palpitations issue yeah. thing um yeah so it'll be it'll be a good race uh,
1: uh and i had i was going to mention i had a dark horse not oh a, black you? Sheep, you got a black she you a black i have a dark horse to mention that i was going to say i think would go under the radar in st george cuz um but she's had a, gr- a great couple of races over slightly shorter than a half distance um but she is on the start we think she got a wild card mm-hmm. to the pto open so I so don't she's, think not she's not your black be sheep george. anymore so she's not my black sheep anymore or my dark horse, <laughs> oh, my dark horse. <laughs> i do
0: like st george oh fun fact though so i'm doing my first 70.3 in forever in like two weeks and i'm wildly unprepared the last one i did was st george
1: Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. What, what are you doing in two weeks? Morro
0: Bay. It's not a pro race. It's just, oh, but it's like a local, yes. cali- not local, but like it's here, so you can drive to it. Everyone on the West Coast is doing it, um, including some of like the Ironman people, like who work for Ironman, yeah. who live on the West Coast. So, oh,
1: cool. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. It also, a side point yeah. is uh, you gotta, you, wetsuit, le- like you ha- not wetsuit legal, you have to wear a wetsuit because
1: it's so cold. Oh, wow. What's the temperature? Mm-hmm. I think high 50s. In the water. <gasps> we swam in a pool today and it was 62 and it was fucking freezing in a wetsuit. And I thought I was going to die. And I thought I coped quite well in cold water. And I was like, this is ridiculous. The
0: coldest water I've ever swam in a race was like 50. And yeah, I thought it was like the kind where you like can't breathe. And you're like, oh, this is terrible. This is awful. So, so that'll be fun. Yeah. So St. George, lovely race, great yeah. place. Uh, but then... All the people who aren't going to Saint George are over in, and this is we Ibiza. Let's hope. Let's hope. Well,
1: let's hope the. Uh, let's hope the. <laughs> let's hope the water temperature of the lake in Saint George is slightly warmer than it was a few weeks ago as well, because that was very cold. But very different to the Mediterranean ocean in Ibiza.
0: <laughs> Ibiza, and I feel like we have to explain. Okay, so World Triathlon is hosting their world triathlon multi-sport festival in ibiza and (laughs) i keep having to explain what the hell this is it's like basically the world championships of everything that's not olympic or sprint distance triathlon right yeah
1: yeah so world triathlon obviously have their blue ribbon events being the world triathlon series which is olympic distance right. and obviously sprint distance incorporated into that anything else they just club together and call it multisport so it's like aquathon um,
0: duathlon long distance cross tri i'm trying to think what else is on the list i was like looking at the list yesterday and i was like this is ridiculous. yeah
1: and i think like with with duathlon and aquathon as well like you can have a sprint and a standard distance and it's basically it's just everything, everything
0: anything you could want and it's been going on since it yeah. started on friday and so the duathlon yeah. world championship title was on friday and mario mola and emma Pallant won so these are like legit legit world champions okay like this is not yeah yeah these yeah, are yeah. real real things and then yeah. all this week because i'm also like it's a really big age group race too because age groupers go and they do like all the different things so i've been seeing more and more people go out which is why i that's why I feel like I should be there, Sid, because somebody told me I could stay with them in their hotel room and I didn't go. Why didn't I go?
1: I I'm not sure why you turned down an invite uh-huh. to Ibiza. Like, even just for the party, especially if you're not racing, even more fun. Like, swear all the i I don't know if everyone else understands what Ibiza means to the <laughs> Brits or to the Europeans, but um in America, but um it's kind of where our, uh, I don't know what you'd call it spring here, schools, or no, that's Australia, is was spring, spring break. break. Yeah. It was where everyone went after A level mm-hmm. exams and, yeah. Um, and, and we. They have. Which is just funny what? when you think of like a massive amount of triathletes heading to a party island um, and the carnage that is going to ensue off the back See, of it. See,
0: this earth. is like how I feel about some of the, like like daytona or like um some of the mexico like i went to cabo for a race one time which i thought was really funny because i had been to cabo in college for spring break right where like you're like getting drunk at senior frogs and then i was there for the 70.3 and i was like this is really funny so yeah so (laughs) but it's going all week it kind of culminates this up like this weekend with the long distance world championship which has a pro field and then also like age group fields and para fields. And then, well, the European Open is before, is first. Is yeah, it's it like before. Friday yeah. night. Yeah, and yeah, then, so, yeah.
1: So, World, World Triathlon would like to say the event does culminate <laughs> with their World Triathlon Long Distance Championships. PTO would probably say there's a little bit of a peak right. the day before with the PTO European Open and then we sort of ride the wave of. Yeah, I mean, obviously the, the European day.
0: Open is pro only it's only like 30 pros yeah. men 30 women, or something like that right um so of course like the yeah. you know the bigger long the long distance world championships bigger what's interesting and we'll talk about this now is the because the long distance world Ch- world championship is also a like silver tier race for pto points also has some decent prize money is a world title there are some pros who op- are opting to race that instead of the european open
1: Yeah. And I understand it as well, because whilst the World Triathlon Long Distance Championships isn't a full iron distance event, it is longer than the 100k distance, which the PTO point is putting on. So like, let's just as an example, and I know she's been working on swimming, but for Ruth Astle, she stands a much better chance at getting a world title, being on the podium, securing points and prize money, doing The long distance championships than trying to get the same result and be competitive in that 100k pto european open just because the caliber of the women racing and the swim element of that it just makes it it so difficult i'm not saying that she couldn't do well there i don't think i'm speaking out of term here i think i'm sort of speaking what she's voiced herself um and that's why i think you know some people have then chosen to do that do that long distance try and get a world title and it is interesting
0: think... um so out of all the people who are kind of in the top 10 and could be racing the european open i think um kat matthews has officially decided to race the long distance world championships instead of the european open and joe skipper has also decided to race long distance yeah. championships instead of the uh open which is fascinating because they both are obviously good and one of the things kat said was kind of this notion of like pff, elevating you know the world title um, that it's a really big deal to represent your country, and I got to tell you, looking at this list of people, there is not a single American on the uh, world, the long distance world championship pro list. I feel like we just like don't are not invested in this. Whereas the British, you guys take it no. like, very seriously, like world triathlon. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. I mean, I raced. So when I did, it was Challenge Madrid, but it, that was crossed with the Europe, the European Triathlon long-distance right, championships. Right. And there is something special about putting on a right. GB kit, particularly long-course athletes, because we don't get that at the Olympics. Um, and I don't know whether the u.s don't get behind it as but i think there's quite a big u.s age group there's team a decent going over size. but from a professional side it's, not, it's yeah. probably not iron man still has that In the, hold, yeah I iron man say. still
0: what americans think of and yeah. i talked and i remember talking to one of the women who runs the age the world triathlon age group commission which is kind of trying to like get yeah. more age groupers into these things and she said like europe britain it's huge over there right like you like all, yeah, but they're like trying to figure out like what the hell to do, like how to convince Americans that this is like a real thing and you should do it. And
1: but but I think as well, if you look at I think World Triathlon, their long distance World Champs and stuff has always been European based. There's it was in the middle of the U.S. one yeah. year,
0: like I want to say Oklahoma. Yeah, so
1: yeah. And, you know, Americans struggle to travel outside their own country a lot of the time. So maybe that's, maybe that's a little thing Yeah, Maybe well. it's because we mailed our we passport mailed. back that's to right.
0: It. <laughs> but so on that list, I mean, like Lucy Charles won it last year as kind of her yeah. first big comeback race. On that list, we do have Kat Matthews. I mean, she's got to be the favorite. Yeah. And then you do have Ruth Astle, Maya Stage Nielsen, um, who, you know, just came off the second at Texas. I'm just like a whole bunch of names. I don't feel like I want to like list all of them, but it's. A lot yeah I mean I think
1: the other people. like other ones that just like Camilla Pedersen hasn't raced for a long time um mm. and then so it'd be interesting to see her and I think I'd just flag Sarah Sphinx although she is down on another start list uh Justine Matthew right. obviously had a great race in South Africa that was DQ'd um uh, Nina Deron one of the Deron sisters um mm. will be interesting and Gurutz um who always will come through as a runner Oh, actually, that I know we didn't want to list everyone. Marjolaine Pereira, I did want to mention her because I think it's the first time she's doing a longer distance race. She's only done half distances oh, okay. till now. Um, so really interested to see how she goes. But the other thing with this type of race is then you get, and with no disrespect to the other women on the start line, but you get a lot of names that we don't see in, the normal, in normal Ironman mm-hmm. or challenge races. So someone else could quite easily sort of Turn up yeah. there. men's um, side
0: again like no americans on the men's yeah. side either uh and like we said like joe skipper is kind of like the the highest ranked athlete i'd yeah. say who has made that choice but you also have like i mean david mcnamee um you yeah. know was like a, a kona podiumer. um cody beals is also coming off texas some of these people who are coming off texas i think they're feeling out how they feel yes. this week yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to see if they're going to race. Yeah.
1: Um... And I think that because this race isn't that full distance so it's you can use the fitness right. banked from doing a full and then but you're not quite having to go that same length. Um so I think it'd be interesting. I mean obviously Skipper didn't finish the race so he's going to be pretty pretty right. fresh Probably I would fresh, say. Yeah. yeah.
0: Is he gonna be riding his crazy bike, which like probably. I just don't even understand? Yeah. I feel like someone some official at some point is gonna be like, no. As long as he can that. as long as he
1: can see the directions and the turns, then we should be alright. <laughs> the other one's like just again, I won't I will try not to go through the whole start list, but Clément Mignon, who is partner of um mm. uh I think he will go pretty well on this. Um mm. jesper Svensson's gonna be probably in the water out the front. Richard Varga, so that's an interesting one, like from the Short course stepping up. Um, right. Josh right. Amberger, you've mentioned Cody Beals, Maurice Clavel. You know, there's some decent, like, long horse, Matt Troutman. There's some big names on there as well, and that's... You know. Some of these
0: couples that are going over there, like, uh, it's like, like Josh Amber, um, Ash, uh, Ashley Gentle's racing on Friday in the European yeah. Open, and then he's racing this long-distance world champs on Saturday. Same with like Paula Finley's racing European Open, and I think Eric Lagerstrom's racing the cross world champion, long-distance world champs. Oh, interesting. Um, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's how I read that. Uh, so yeah, there's some of these couples that are like, yeah. you know, making a whole European vacation out of it.
1: Why not? Going to Ibiza party Why not? island
0: Why not? <laughs> and then yeah this is the first big pto race of the year yes. um now what so we have the european open right now u.s open beginning of august asia open like and, end, end, of, end of, august? of august end of august we don't have the, there is no canadian open this year because um the location there were like permitting issues or whatever and then the Collins Cup has not been announced yet right I had to double check with you that I hadn't like missed that announcement I was like have I have I missed it no comment no (laughs) so this is the first big one uh how much money is it this year? I know it's a hundred K for the, the winner. winner still gets a hundred K.
1: I can't remember off the top of my head, the breakdown after that, everyone still gets, it does pay everybody when they finish sort of thing, but it has changed a little bit from previous years, but the winner is still the hundred K. So there's still a lot of money on the line and obviously first PTO race of the year and in, in Europe. So um, yeah, it's going to be, and like, looking at the start list on the women's side nine of the top 10 ranked pto right, ranking right. women are there and the men the are, only
0: one who's not is cat yeah yeah
1: who's just who's mm-hmm. just gone up into that that top 10 actually i was uh yeah yeah um and then six out of the top 10 on the men's side but obviously on the men and of course yeah on the men's who's side you've got <laughs> Jan as a wild card, Ali who is ranked but further down, um, Allie Brownlee, Ali Brownley, yeah. as well as like just a whole host. Cam Worf, They also gave a
0: wild card too. Just
1: just because we want to see what the hell can. That's right. Like, and yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was interesting actually to see Carl Smith on the start list as well because he's been racing short course with a view to getting a spot for New Zealand at the right, Paris Olympics. Right, right. But then he's back on, which I did have a sneaking suspicion. Is that like as a is he, like, playing domestique to Jan, maybe? You know, training partners, maybe? Giving oh, a like and past- that, I, I don't think so. I think, again, I think so. if I, I would recommend, if anyone hasn't seen it, the PTO put out a documentary, uh, which is basically Jan and Daniela Reef. It is really good and gives an interesting insight into their mindset, which I, I thought... You can't, we kind of all know it, but it was... Yeah, I thought it was really well done. So I would definitely recommend that... Um,
0: yeah, I think the PTO's are doing good. I th- there are lots of things I criticize about the PTO, like we'll be yeah. clear, but they do like good, uh, good little I think docs, they're getting good there. little doc I think series. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will. I have to say something right now, though, guys, guys, pros, I'm speaking to you. Fucking get your name off the start list of races you're not racing. Because I'm looking at the start list for the European Open now, and I'm like, but she's
1: also on the start well, list for the
0: Long Course World Champs, and she's also on the start list for St. George. And at this point, you know which one you're racing. I Come on.
1: Will defend a little bit it is not necessarily (laughs) always the athlete's fault so i know plenty of occasions where so i when i wrote for wits up this was my like big bugbear of certain (laughs) name certain athletes who i could name who were on like three start lists on the same weekend now to some extent i think they did not do things correctly and didn't withdraw and did just put themselves on every star list but i know there is Cases where athletes do withdraw and withdraw many weeks in advance. And, and just the event updated. company yeah. does not update the start list. So, yeah.
0: I have to assume, though, that, I mean, I have to assume that the PTO, who manages a lot of, that's where it I get most sh- of my start list should. and results now, they should have the most up-to-date because they are yeah. they are both the race director and yeah. managing the start So I would assume if you are on the start list for the European Open that you are racing yes. it, Which means then you are not racing St. George 70.3, or yes. or for example like maya Sage nielsen's on this list and on the world trial i don't uh, think long course world champ and i don't think she's i don't think she would be racing so i'd missed her champs,
1: on so. the world long course champs i didn't see her on that start list but i think she would be doing the pto i would think open. she'd be doing the euro yeah. open yeah yeah so i mean yeah. look so that's yeah. uh annoying it's annoying it's, it, it's it like is. it's just hard it's really frustrating it's hard to build
0: like fans to build a sport it's hard um yeah. And you cannot do both. To be also clear, there might be some people who are on both the European Open and the World Tri Long Distance yeah. World Champs, thinking they can do both. But you cannot actually do both this year, as Cat Matthews uh, explained, yeah. <laughs> tri- yeah. because they, uh, there's like a, there's a rule about like World Triathlon has a rule because age groupers will come and try and do every single race at the festival. Yeah. So they have a rule that you can only race uh, tw- every 24 hours. Which I knew this. I remember in some tri group I was in, there was like a woman who was really upset because she wanted. To yeah. do like to race more than that, and so because you can only race every 24 hours, the races are technically 23 and a half hours yeah. apart,
1: so you can't do both, but yeah. So, anyway, but let's like, anyway, so who let's start with the men because we can All finish right, the on men, the men i with mean, the women.
0: Obviously, obviously, the the matchup everyone's here for is Jan versus Christian versus right? Ali. This is gonna be hilarious. I'm gonna put
1: Ali versus in there Ali well. okay, because Ali there too? I would say Ali brownley on his day if he is fit and in form he is the one to beat i think he is better than any other triathlete if but he's so often hurt agree but if he's on and he's fit i think his ability surpasses everyone else however it's just such a fine line you never know what you're gonna get right so yeah
0: I also think it's hilarious that we're all like super obsessed with this mashup and now like watch like Magnus Ditlev. No, well,
1: this me, is the right? thing. So I, I, I wrote my notes as well. And I put the same, I've put like the Christian Yan alley kind of battle. And then I've got um, Bekkagard, Ditler, Max Newman, Leon Chevrolet, Jason West, Tom Bishop, and like just listed these others that could like spoil the party. Um, yeah. And that's, what's going to be super it, exciting. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: I didn't know Ben Hoffman is who got so um, a couple of last minute changes. Sam Laidlaw is out for yeah. personal reasons, which I've been. La- I told someone I also am not going to Ibiza <laughs> for personal reasons. So there you go.
1: Me and, too. Um,
0: me too. And then Justus. Oh, I can. Justice. Sn- I can never sound his name, but he's out, and Yuri Kulin got yes. his spot. It looks like Ben Hoffman also picked up one of those. Spots, yeah, so. Ben's on the there way, which is super there exciting.
1: Like, and then yeah. so David McNamee. Um, like, I just think Christine Hogan how, like. You've got a whole like really Berg like there's such big names in there that could change the way the way the race goes
0: and then, and then watch like Cam Worf just come in and decide to like blow it yeah, all to pieces totally. and then like implode and not, yeah, yeah. like just just for the fuck- yeah just
1: why not and yeah. I think that's maybe what he's he might look to do um, <laughs> yeah I think it's really hard to pick I think actually. Mickey Tagholt as well, like even like you know Chuck Ben Canute in there. That hundred k distance is, and that's why it's a slight difference with it being this hundred k distance. It's yeah. Are you starting to get specialists out of it? Which I would probably say maybe on the women's side of it more. You are definitely on the women's side. The men's side not as much. The men's side is a more of a mix of those who can do half. I think. I mean.
0: You're starting to get women specialists at kind of this like hundred k and half distance, partially because of the money and the way sponsorships work and like opportunities. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the men's—I mean, on it'll still probably be Christian. Like, let's be real, but it could
1: be anyone. So. Okay. So are you? So you're going to say Christian? I'm saying Christian. All right, I'll go Yan. (laughs) Oh. Okay. Okay. On the women's side. Um, Wow. Yeah.
0: On the women's side, Yuck. I mean, it's lit- like you said, it's nine of the top 10. It's- and these are people who are starting to be like first name people, yeah. right? I mean, when- Ashley Gentle literally won every race this distance. Lucy Charles, I mean, she looks fully back, yeah. right? Like, I feel like she's Paula Findlay she did have a great ocean side, but like, it's very good. At this so the distance. interesting
1: thing is, and this is where the excitement is, we have not seen Daniela Reef compete nope. over this distance with those names. Like, she didn't do 70.3 worlds, did she? No. She did no, not exactly. Know. The only time we saw her last year was Collins Cup. Yes. And after
0: all of the like, oh, Danielle, then she was like super dominant yeah. at Collins Cup, right? I mean, I know Collins Cup is weird because it's like the match head-to-head yeah, yeah. format and all that yeah. stuff, but.
1: So um, that for me so, yeah. is super interesting. And like, we've learned, like you never write her off regardless of distance. So it's going to be really interesting to have her. Like, you know, it's Danielle Reef, Annie Howe and Chelsea Sodoro, the last three Kona Winners, right. okay, different distance. Putting them up against but the gentle who, you know, the 100K specialist. Paula's great at this distance. So Lucy back to form. You know, I think Emma Pallant-Brown is coming in on a flyer off duathlon. She always tends to then have a you know good race. Throw in, like, you know, Tamara Dewitt in there as well. And then I think as well, like, let's not... My two kind of black sheep, dark horses... Um, oh, mine was going to be tomorrow. My, my, it was going to be my pick for Black
0: Horse. Dark Sheep, Black Horse. Black
1: Horse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I've got well, Sif, Madison. I'm really interested to in see how she goes. She's super mm. young, not a huge amount of experience over this race, but she's had on the Clash races. She's done really well right. on her bike, so just interested to in see how she kind of weighs up. But then I'm going to pick. Um, I was going to say Amelia Watkinson um, mm. hasn't has been injured a lot last year's, but I think is coming into sort of good form. And Lucy Byram was my other going to be. She, yeah. List. I mean, Lucy Byram
0: just won the yeah. early season kind of challenge Miami yeah. and then or clash Miami. And then and I, challenge, challenge. Just interesting
1: is, to see yeah. like putting her in a big, a big start mm-hmm. list like this, like where she compares. And I think she's got that ability and talent. I think she could be like somebody that's, in that front pack and people are going who is this athlete sort of thing like where does she come um, from yeah
0: um i mean louisa baptiste is in there too yeah. and she also is another one who i mean we didn't see her for a while there because uh she also goes back and forth between the kind of the short course circuit and the half distance but she's she seemed like yeah. pretty she was like growing into her own and after it is funny because you go all these people are used to being at the front of their races yes. and now you literally have a field of like multiple world champions And And I just yeah, I don't know how. And a lot of people, (laughs) a
1: lot of people suddenly don't like that because they're not used to being in that situation. So, do they? Yeah, do they pull out? Do they carry on? Um, I honestly' not sure. I can pick for the the women's race. I mean, it's
0: like on the one hand, you have to be like Ashley is so
1: good at this distance.
0: Now, I know she had a tough. They did. um, She did like a smaller race uh, in Spain after she got to Europe like uh, last weekend. And I know it was kind of rough when she was, like, struggling with jet lag. But I still feel like she'll come around. I actually think, like, Lucy might be might be pretty on for, right? Like, we haven't seen Lucy, like, really... Yeah. Like, you know, like, the, she was hurt most of last year.
1: So the interesting thing, um, Lottie Wilms is also racing. And Lottie was the mm-hmm. athlete that took it to Lucy at uh, 70.3 Worlds last year. And um, so it'd be interesting to see if they swim together and also who if anyone can kind of like jump on the back of their feet with the the depth of the women like is it that a couple of them might be a little bit closer to Lucy and Lottie and so then the next year a little bit closer and do we get sort of a pack or are they going to be off the front as they've you know as they've been before yeah
0: I'm betting it's a pack I'm betting we get a pack race here a little bit I think oh, we might yeah. get a long string I also think a long string, exactly, mm. and then it'll just come down to, to kind of the run. Yeah. And I do think the other thing uh, – not the other thing, but you have quite a few athletes on this list that are, like, a little chip on their shoulder right now, a little, like, wanting to prove that they're, you know, they're contenders still, or always were, or, you know, yeah, not wanting... that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, you know, they're wanting to – um prove themselves in the rankings I don't know whether it yeah I could name Mm -hmm. a few probably I don't know whether that's fair or not (laughs) I won't now because I've just (laughs) set it up like that
0: (laughs) it is funny though again uh yeah it's a lot of Brits on this list like we were kind of talking about right like a lot of the Europeans are targeting the European Open um just a few Americans um, but I think they're all kind of also at the US. That's Open also later,
1: because so. a lot of the Brits and the Europeans are the highly ranked on the PTO like well, they are. rankings. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. No, the U I mean the number of British women who are uh <laughs> like very, very good, it just makes me like
1: stressed out for them. Yeah. It makes like, me like anxious for them. If we take yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, the top ten of this start list, four of them are Brits. And that's without like, Kat Matthews in there. Um, and then you've mm-hmm. only got to scroll down and you've got India Lee and Lucy Byram not too far behind sort of thing. And that's, yeah. And then there's also like a whole host, of you know, Ruth Astle, Nikki Bartlett, other people that aren't there okay. either. It, 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 and and then like we we're saying, um, Megan um, McDonald, like you, I saw at Gran Canaria, there's, whole host of new British pros and you're just like where have they all come from I mean it's amazing it's fantastic but yeah it's it's crazy at the moment
0: I know it makes me it does make me very stressed it makes me like who's gonna I know this is a I know this is long distance but for the Olympics it also makes me be like who's gonna make the Olympic team how are you guys gonna deal with this it'll be okay
1: well I think actually on the British side at the Olympics team it's it's narrowed down a little bit. Like, I think we have this big plethora, oh, that's the wrong word, big, huge amount of athletes coming into the middle distance and the long distance. But actually, Mm -hmm. you know, with Jess Lirmouth announcing her pregnancy, you actually kind of start, and Vicky Holland, I don't, I'm pretty sure she's not on a comeback. I don't know, might be wrong. Right. Non's retired. So actually, like... It is
0: basically Beth
1: Potter, Sophie Caldwell.
0: And Georgia Taylor-Brown. And Georgia Taylor-Brown.
1: And then yeah. the other women, British women that are coming through, I think will be then. Is it Los Angeles in uh, 28? Maybe, don't know. Maybe That's yeah. Maybe, maybe. But in the middle long course at the Fine. moment, it's just huge. It's interesting. I mean, we could have a
0: whole lot of theories about why. Obviously, at a face level, it's because people, um, people care about the sports that people around them care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when a country or a community or like are really into something. Yeah. It's going to produce more good people. Like like we're really good at basketball here. That's not like, it's not super helpful <laughs> or relevant, right?
1: <laughs> like, I, I also think it's been, there's been a growing momentum on the, the women's has, side yeah. in triathlon. Like you start with the Chrissy Wellingtons, but then you think like the Rachel Joyce, Leander Cave, uh, Jodie yeah. Swallow, you know, those women that were killing it over the long course, I've probably missed someone out that's going to kill me. Um, and then the next kind of generation coming through and also i think a lot of these athletes like it's people that are going well a lot of us had careers first and then came over to long course because we weren't in a national federation or a setup right, and maybe right. that's in the triathlon scene in the uk has just given other women that opportunity mm-hmm. i think they are getting younger and they are starting to sort of transition <laughs> across at an early <laughs> earlier age um, or maybe it's also with the the British triathlon and the Olympic program being so cutthroat and having been so dominant with those top athletes that the, the ones that maybe weren't quite going to make it going to go, Oh, actually though, there's this pathway here and I can be super successful. Yeah.
0: Actually. So, yeah. I mean, I find, I I mean, I find, one of the things I find super fascinating that I spend a lot of time thinking about is kind of like progression and like just because someone's good early doesn't mean that they're going to peak as high just because someone like you know what I mean like the things that we look for to say like oh that person's gonna be really good like we tend to overvalue being good Mm -hmm. young or being good quickly um, as opposed to like I you look at Ruth Astle and Kat Matthews who are both very very good right and both came up through the age group fields around the same time very different progression right and it's just like fascinating to me. also and then I always want yeah I always want to be like see I could still be fast but I we also think
1: for them although they were, they were they're, they're, I'm gonna say they're a lot younger than me so when I you know when <laughs> I was doing sport growing up in the UK it, sport was not considered a career like you had you you went right. to school you went to you got your degree you got a job and I would say you know Kat's had that you know she's in the military she's had that she's been that career focus same with Ruth mm-hmm. and her job and then they've Had the sports been that hobby on the side that they've done, and then suddenly it's like, oh, actually, I can. The the perception of sport as a career has changed over the last few years in the UK, Mm -hmm. and I think that's also what's helped people as well go. Hmm. Actually, I don't. It doesn't have to be the hobby. I can do this professionally, and the likes of X, Y, and Z have done it before me. And with, and I think that might be might be part of it as well. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Man, wait till you guys find out all the other things
1: you can make money. I know it'd be much better. Yeah. <laughs> a, we don't do it for the money, do you? We do it for the oh, love and passion of the sport. But I would like—I I would like some money at the moment. I would like some money if too. I actually think if anyone wants to offer me a job. That would be great.
0: I think we let the side point. We'll finish on this. I think we let that narrative play a little too hard in our sports yeah. where we're like, they don't do it for the money. They do it for that. Because yeah. then when True. you tell people that something's a passion job and that they're doing it for the love of it, because I see this, I also obviously work in media and I like work in yeah. writing and like people do the same thing. Then you like set them up to be exploited, yes. right? Because then people come in and they're like, no, why are you doing this for the money? No, no, no. How could you be so greedy? Why are you asking for more money? You should do it just because you love it. And yes. it's like, screw that. Like, you're making money off me. I should make money. Yes.
1: And if we want to take it to another level of professionalism, we have to. And if we want to improve the sport, it has to be sustainable for these athletes to be able to focus fully and have the best facilities, training, et cetera, et cetera, get the recovery they need to. And I I agree with you on that. I think we've kind of, and I've heard that being used as- no excuse is a, a reason thank you in high level sports organizations right. that i know you're doing this for a passion so we then exploit you and you create bad culture which is not where we want the sport and to be
0: i will tell you so i well, i was at the nba playoffs this week and uh first off we need to learn a lot from the nba <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but secondly yeah. like these people are making tens of millions of dollars right and they obviously train around the clock and they obviously care about it a lot and no one's like oh you should i mean they probably shouldn't be making tens of millions because you know that's probably disproportionate and not but nobody's like clearly they don't love it like you can both care about it also create all the hype around it and get a lot of money
1: so it was it was interesting in in that documentary daniela reef said i don't race for fun kind of thing and I think you have to... I think there's an element of enjoyment. You have to enjoy what you're doing. You have to have a passion for doing it. Otherwise, I would go in off and do something that's going to give me more money. But it's... True. It's very true. It's like, we have to see... This is a job. This is a career. You have a job to do. Um, yeah. It's... an Yeah, and that might be entertainment, and that's fine. We can have that conversation of entertainment versus right. performance. But, yeah, it's... You want to enjoy it, because otherwise, why spend so many hours of your life training to do it. But as Danielle, we said like, you, yeah, you don't, you don't race. For, well, I race for fun because yeah. I choose nice locations normally. <laughs> Maybe that's where I've fallen I, down. There, that's years.
0: your problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you should yeah, not be not having, sure fun. having fun. No, I'm kidding. All right. We um, have had way too much fun. Yes. Uh, and this is like we said, <gasps> we will, sad. well, this is our last episode. I mean, you will still get Kelly and Sid. It'll just be in a different format starting next week. Yeah. You can still subscribe to this feed. I will include all the links for like how to watch all these races, the links for the other feed, send you over there. But don't worry. We will still be here. It'll just be slightly different next week in our collab. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Alright, Sid. We'll catch up after the big week of racing. I know, God, next week's gonna be a gonna be a massive recap. We'll see if our predictions are right. <laughs> probably not right. Probably completely wrong. Probably.